0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. I am your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter, at FFFallBlast. And of course, I am joined by Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter, at Marcus underscore Mosher, that's M O S H E R. Marcus, what's up? How are you enjoying your crazy, crazy week 12? Because we haven't even begun to wrap the week up. We could have two games left on the slate this week.
1: Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I tweeted out before the game started on Sunday morning that my body was ready for some bad football. And boy, <laughs> did we have some bad football in Week Twelve! It, it, it was it was a lot of fun, and there's a, a lot of takeaways that we have from this week, and I'm excited to get into them.
0: Yeah, we had a lot of takeaways uh, left on the slate. We have got the Seattle Seahawks against the uh, fantastic, the wonderful, the Super Bowl winning Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, one exciting dynasty implication. Before we get into what we learned in Week Twelve, and you know, we're going to talk about stock up, stock down. Uh, get into a little bit more of that uh, stash of cash, all of that good stuff. Uh, Before we get into this, I kind of want to talk about Jalen Hurts. Uh, (laughs) We're entering this Monday night football contest with, uh, you know, the the presumption that obviously uh, we've got Carson Wentz under center, but the word out of uh, the Eagles' uh, laboratory (laughs) is that Jalen Hurts got some reps this week, Uh, It sounds like Carson Wentz is on a bit of a short leash. What do you what do you make of this? Is this more of a uh, is this a threat to Carson Wentz? Is this more of a uh, just, you know, sort of a forewarning to him, like get your act together sort of thing? What do you what do you make of it?
1: Yeah, it's really interesting because there's almost no way that Carson Wentz isn't the starting quarterback for the Eagles in 2021. You know, he signed a massive contract extension uh, in in 2019. Uh, If the Eagles were to cut him after this year, it actually would cost them $24 million. It would be $59 million in dead money. Uh, And even they really can't get out of his contract until 2023. So it really doesn't do them any, you know, in anything good to, to cut Carson Wentz so I really think this is just a a way to potentially motivate him here on Monday night right give Jalen Hurts some snaps uh, let's see if that if that kicks Carson Wentz you know back into gear because I don't see a path in which Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback here in a year or two so uh, I don't know okay, this just kind of feels like a last ditch effort from the Eagles coaching staff to try to get a spark on offense to try to mo- motivate Carson Wentz uh, how are you view- viewing it? I,
0: I think it's definitely interesting because, uh, I, I mean, when they drafted Jalen Hurts, they were in this situation with Carson Wentz. It's not as though uh, they went out and paid him this ginormic, ginormous contract after drafting Jalen Hurts. They've had it the whole time. So why use that early draft capital on Jalen Hurts if you're not a little bit curious? I it, I think mm. it's interesting. Um, I, you know, financially, it makes absolutely no sense. But, I mean, you have to wonder, what do they do if they do bring Jalen Hurts in? And he looks good. I mean, that's that's the ultimate indictment on Carson Wentz. That is the ultimate indictment on, on the draft process. It's the ultimate in, indictment on the Eagles, um, you know, financially from the GM down. I think it's uh, – they could have a problem on their hands if Jalen Hurts actually comes out and looks good. Uh, but you know what? Let's let's talk about that. Maybe we can get into that on Thursday after we see how things roll out. Uh, what did we learn in Week 12?
1: Uh, there's, there's not many receivers in the NFL that I would take over Tyreek Hill. 269 yards. He had, what, 200 in the first quarter in that game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, in the, in the month of November – Uh, Four games, 582 yards, eight touchdowns on pace for, you know, way over 2,000 yards and 32 touchdowns. Just just absolutely incredible. Uh, I was thinking about this last night, Kate. If I'm in a dynasty league and I have Tyreek Hill, is there any receiver that I'm trading him straight up for? And the only one that came to mind for me was DK Metcalf, right? Because it's just almost a similar situation, right? This is a guy that can make plays down the field. He's attached to a really good quarterback. Um, you know, he's younger, but the production is in there. Outside of DK Metcalf, is there anybody you would trade Tyreek Hill for?
0: I think the question – oh, hang on one second. There's something wrong with my audio. Ah, Hello, hello. Okay. You're good. Um, I'm going to note that – What time Five forty-five. I got just. Does my audio sound okay on your end? Yeah, sounds good in my head. Okay. Uh, all right. Where was I? Um,
1: I was asking you if you take any receiver over Tyreek Hill.
0: That is right. Um, I I think that you know what we have to ask ourselves. We have a bunch of elite wide receivers that are sort of in that similar age range. Uh, DK Metcalf is obviously the exception. He's just twenty-two, but uh, all of these these elite prospects—Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, uh, Devonte Adams—are all in that 26 to 28 uh, age range. My biggest my biggest uh, flag would probably be Devonte Adams because uh, he's he's just he's played lights out, and he also is tied to a good quarterback. Um, I, you know, For how I think, much longer
1: though? That's that's my question. That is Devante the question.
0: Adams. That is the question. Um, and we don't really know, we haven't really been able to see a, a nice sample size of uh, what what we might get from him while he's playing at this level without Aaron Rodgers. So I think you got to look at Tyreek Hill, but I will say I think Tyreek Hill is probably the most underrated wide receiver in dynasty football. Uh, and if you're looking at expert consensus rankings um, from DLF, we're, we're talking about a guy that's ranked top four. Um, how often can you say that a guy that's ranked in the top five is is underrated but Tyreek Hill is just not a name we hear very often when we're we're debating the top wide receivers in dynasty leagues I can't remember the last time we had this conversation you know just in uh, on fantasy Twitter or wherever you're, you're having these discussions with your friends and your leagues Tyreek Hill just he doesn't come up and I think that's uh, been a huge mistake. I, uh, entered this season thinking, you know, from a volume perspective, Devontae Adams is going to kill it. But, um, you know, I entered this year wondering, I I saw Tyreek Hill fall into the second round in some, uh, redraft leagues. I just think we, uh, we may have missed that, that bar. Um, but Tyreek Hill, he showed us yesterday, uh, why he is a top tier wide receiver, uh, but I think you're right. Maybe DK Metcalf is the only guy, uh, and you know DK Metcalf gets the ed- edge there just basically because of age. And um, you know Tyreek Hill has had off the field issues, which always makes you a little bit cautious.
1: Sure. sure.
0: Uh, how about Derrick Henry? Baller. I know <laughs> you and I are uh, some of the biggest Derrick Henry fans out there. Um, Derrick Henry, like we we've talked about his dynasty value on the show before. Uh, you know he falls inside the top 12 but uh he's not a guy that's ever talked about as a top five dynasty running back what is going on there like is this uh the game where he makes his case for that top five territory
1: i think so especially in a a non-ppr league right if you're in non-ppr he's he's right up there at the very top of the running back list but kate i think what's so impressive to me about Eric Henry is how consistent he's been over the last three years. So, in 2018 was really the first time the Titans embraced him as a, you know, a workhorse back. Since 2018, you know, he's at almost, oh, you know, 4,200 total yards. He's at 42 touchdowns in 42 games, and every time we get to this part of the year, right, late November, early December he becomes the clear cut running back one, right? Like it's, it's almost a given that he's going to get to 125 yards and a touchdown. And we see these kind of games all the time, right? 170 yards, two, three touchdowns. Uh, I I like their schedule coming up, man. It's just, it's just awfully hard to, to not put him in the top five or six running backs. I know he's a little older. He'll be 27 in January, but just his ability to be that consistent and carry that big of a workload uh, makes me all in on Derrick Henry.
0: And, I mean, let's talk about, you know, some of the running backs ahead of him uh, in dynasty rankings right now. We've got Aaron Jones, who is also 26 years old. He's so Ezekiel up and down. Elliott. He's so up and down. And I think Derrick Henry, uh, at least in, in my dynasty rankings, well above Aaron Jones. You've got Ezekiel Elliott, who huh. is uh, 25 years old. Uh, we know he's got many, many, many miles on the tires. Um, then you got Dalvin Cook, 25. Alvin Kamara, 25. It's sort of interesting because I think uh, you know we we've had Derrick Henry in the league so long that it feels like he has um, you know sort of aged himself out. But we so often forget that he wasn't heavily utilized for those first two seasons. It's almost like we can sort of uh, erase those off the board. Derrick Henry is a top five dynasty running back, and I'm not sure how you can make a case otherwise, he's healthy all of the time. Knock on wood, um, he's always available. He's consistent. He's being fed the ball. Um, you know, I my concern heading into this season for him is: were we going to see the Titans start to limit some of his work for just longevity <laughs> purposes? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, Derek Henry is a top five dynasty running back. You can at me on Twitter at ffballblast. Uh, last but not least, let's talk about Antonio Gibson and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm. Holy Moses. So we we saw Antonio Gibson absolutely lit Thanksgiving Day on fire. Now, speaking of dynasty rankings, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has been a guy that really hasn't been uh, – we haven't really much debated, right? Because he's just sort of been – Accepted as a top five dynasty running back right off the bat. What about Antonio Gibson? Who do you prefer in dynasty at this point? If you are in a startup right now, where are you taking Antonio Gibson?
1: First of all, I'm mad that you stole my question because this is what I asked people on Twitter because I didn't have the guts to say Antonio Gibson <laughs> on there. So <laughs> this it, is your re- moment. Speak it, up. It, it's really tough because Antonio Gibson has, you know, two games this year above. Uh, Uh, above 100 rushing yards and both those games came against the Dallas Cowboys he had a good game against the Cincinnati Bengals where he had 94 rushing yards and then no other game with 60 or more rushing yards a season so you've got to put some of his big games into context the Cowboys and Bengals have just absolutely terrible defenses But what we're seeing from Gibson is, you know, everything we saw at Memphis, right? This big play, explosive uh, guy that can make plays outside of the tackles, uh, 11 touchdowns this season, despite only 171 touches. But Kay, I'll be honest, I'm probably still taking Clyde Edwards later because again, he's attached to a really good offense. They spent a first-round pick on him. They're going to eventually want to justify that draft you know, capital. They're going to give him more touches. It's not like he's been terrible. I just don't know if Andy Reid wants to put a ton on his plate. I would probably say CEH right now, but the gap is certainly close for sure.
0: It's definitely close. I think uh, you know, when we've seen Clyde Edwards-Alaire get the workload, he's been absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, two 100 uh, rushing yard performances this season by like a decent margin. He had 138 rushing yards week one, uh, 161 rushing yards against Buffalo in prime time uh, in week six. I just think uh, it's a volume thing for Mm -hmm. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't think that we'd necessarily be having this debate if he had been getting this volume consistently, but uh, definitely, definitely close. Before we head into stock up, stock down, I want to take a moment to talk about Echelon. Everybody knows that uh, I've talked about it before. I have trouble motivating myself to get exercising, especially in this sort of economy, uh, you know, the, the economy of life, if you will, where we are stuck inside and we aren't able to uh, visit with our family, visit with our friends. It's really hard to get motivated Uh, to take care of yourself in times like this. So uh, when it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that kind of accomplishment. Hitting your goals, Echelon can help you get to those goals. Echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes, mirrors, rowing machines, and their all new Echelon Stride Smart Treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity is, Echelon gives you fun and challenging ways to work out from the comfort of your home which, that that's what we need right now. I am so excited because Echelon gives me the motivation and the right tools to get my butt into gear, even when it is so hard to motivate, uh, you know, so many different ways to work out. Uh, it's affordable for everybody. One membership lets up to five members of your family work out at the same time. And now you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at your home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash nfl that's e-c-h-e-l-o-n fit.com slash nfl check out echelon with a arsenal of high-tech fitness products at prices anyone can afford and come get fit with me stay motivate stay motivated with me uh, as we get through this crazy crazy time in our universe all right marcus we need to talk about our our stock-up, stock-down candidates for this year, uh, for this week. I'm going to roll with stock-up Mr. Austin Eckler, who came back finally healthy, uh, had a severe hamstring, had the knee injury, had 11 receptions for 85 yards. Bananas. That is everything that you could possibly ask him to do. Um, What do we make of of Austin Eckler's return are you buying in to his production and you know, it an offense that I can't imagine is very long headed for their, their head coach, right?
1: Yeah. I, I I love Austin Eckler. I think he's a perfect fit for that offense. I think he's a great fit for Justin Herbert. I, I think any time that he's gotten a chance to start, he's been super efficient. We know what he can do as a receiver. He signed a long-term deal there in Los Angeles, so I don't envisioning. I'm not envisioning him, you know, seeing a role shrinkage in the future. Uh, I'm all in on Austin Eckler. I think he is a borderline RB one whenever he's healthy. That has been the, the knock a little bit. He hasn't been completely healthy throughout his career, uh, but I'm I'm all in on Austin Eckler.
0: All right. How about Daryl Henderson? Uh, he has had a a rough stretch in the last few games. I love Daryl Henderson. I think he is a very explosive player. You never know when he is going to break off a stellar run. Uh, But over the last four weeks, eight carries, seven carries, eight carries, ten carries, he hasn't done anything with them. That is the issue. Minimal involvement in the passing game. We're seeing more of Cam Akers. Is this a moment where you go out and buy Daryl Henderson, or is this the moment where you say, all right, all hands off like I'm not touching this Rams backfield
1: yeah so I think we talked about this earlier in the season I think after week three when he had a a 20 carry 114 yard performance against Buffalo whether or not you should you know trade him cash him in and we said if you could get a you know second round pick or a little bit more probably the smart move Now I don't know what you do, because in his last four starts, uh, only 119 total yards, has one touchdown, averaging three yards a carry, which is absolutely atrocious. Uh, It does seem like the Rams are leaning into Cam Akers some more, or at the very least, a running back by committee. I'm probably not giving away an asset to go get Darrell Henderson just because of how you know up and down he's been I don't envision a scenario where he becomes the workhorse anytime soon so if somebody else wants to come get him and believes in him more than I do I'm I'm fine trading him away
0: all right how about Nick Chubb he is a guy that I'm in that conversation of Derek Henry and underrated uh running backs in dynasty football I think there's there's hard to find a running back where you can make more of an argument uh, that he is underrated than Nick Chubb. That man runs wild, and it, it's kind of crazy to see the effect that uh, that Kareem Hunt has had on uh, just like the presence of Kareem Hunt in the off uh, in the backfield has had on Nick Chubb, despite the fact that he's still getting a ton of work. He's averaged um, let's see uh, one two three four five. Five games of a hundred rushing yards. That's five out of his seven games. By the way, uh, you know he was out with the the MCL injury, but his his lowest performance of the season: six carries for forty-three yards to average seven point. Uh, let's see, seven point one yards per carry, and that was on fourteen offensive snaps. That was the game in which he got injured. That that's the beauty of this guy. He doesn't need a ton of touches to be mega productive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he can easily finish this year with a uh, thousand rushing yards. And he's he's only played seven games thus far. It's it, it's absolutely outstanding. Um, but so, so underrated, just 24 years old. He won me. Uh, he won me some weeks. And I think that he's another guy that if you're talking about, you know, just underrated, underrated prospects. Holy moly, Nick Chubb, you have to get him everywhere you can.
1: I agree. I think he's a a little bit cheaper version. Maybe he's not cheaper. I think he's a maybe a less productive version of Derrick Henry. Uh, but Chubb, last 20 games, 2,200 total yards, 13 touchdowns. Uh, the yardage is fantastic. You'd like to see those touchdowns up a little bit higher, but we'll take it. The problem is he just doesn't get a lot of work in the passing game. Again, last 20 games, only 31 receptions, 246 yards. He's not a complete zero there, but because the touchdown upside isn't quite as good as a Derrick Henry, and because he doesn't get a ton of passing work, I have him outside of my top six, seven running backs, but he shouldn't be much lower than that. I mean, just an absolute stud when he's healthy. uh, He can produce RB1 numbers. Uh, And we're seeing it this year, right? Six games in which he started and he's finished 656 rushing yards in those games. Uh, Just a complete stud.
0: That's absolutely bonkers. Uh, He is actually coming in as the RB12
1: in his dynasty,
0: right? It's way too low. He is going behind guys like DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Nick Chubb, what more do we need to see from this kid? He's 24 years old. What do we need to see from him that would bump him in To the top five conversation, because I realize that he's not involved as a receiver, but guess what? Neither is Derrick Henry. And both of these guys have mega upside. Despite that, it just speaks to just how excellent they are as rushers. How about Josh Jacobs stock down one Mm. more guy before we head into Stasher Cash?
1: So Josh Jacobs is probably one of those guys in Dynasty that's ranked ahead of Nick Chubb, right? In a lot of places, I I have him, you know, going into this year, I had him as the eighth-ranked running back. Miles Sanders is another guy around there. But Josh Jacobs is interesting because I think anybody who watches him will agree that he's one of the most talented running backs in the NFL. But for whatever reason, he can be completely taken out of a game script if the Raiders get behind, and we saw that this week with Atlanta right as soon as the the Raiders got down by a score or two he was off the field and Devonte Booker was in I don't quite understand it because Josh Jacobs is a really good blocker and a really good receiver but for whatever reason John Gruden doesn't want to fully embrace him as a pass catcher which means he's a very game dependent running back I think he's probably a little overvalued in Dynasty right now his efficiency has dropped quite a bit the touchdowns are there but I have a hard time believing that he's a top ten, top twelve, even running back in dynasty right now, despite the age and despite uh, playing on a team that wants to give him the ball in neutral game scripts.
0: All right, does this change your mind at all? I actually just got a bit of breaking news. Uh, Ian Rappaport has just reported here that uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs, after his day yesterday, ten touches and a fumble. Um, he suffered an ankle sprain, so that is actually that is interesting, uh, mm-hmm. because I think the the general assumption was that uh, the game script got out of hand, which is what we've we've sort of seen uh, on and off from him just being pulled from that game. Um, you know, when when things start the the scores run up, but my problem uh, is is
1: we've seen this happen before, right? We we've seen this in other games this year, and the Tampa Bay game was a perfect example, right? They got so down. You're not early, falling for it. Yeah, he got down early in that game. Finished the game with only 17 rushing yards, three receptions for 14 yards. Basically a zero in your lineup. So it, I, I'm not disagreeing that the ankle sprain probably had something to do with it. But we've seen this play out before in Josh Jacobs.
0: All right. Before we get into our stash or Cash segment, I want to talk about Build Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. You are going to need something to fuel your body uh, once you're on your echelon exercise equipment as soon as you are getting fit you need to fuel your body every single time i'm looking for a delicious protein bar it's got to be built bar it's even uh deliciouser than it used to be they've got 18 amazing flavors nuts non-nut flavors six new flavors including caramel brownie cookies and cream my absolute favorite carrot cake apple almond crisp all of these delicious, delicious flavors are low in sugar, high in protein, and exactly are what you need to get you fueled. Uh, they're low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. Goodness gracious, I absolutely love it. Help you to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code on, and you will get 20% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCKED ON for 20% off your order at builtbar.com for a very limited time only. Very limited time. You will get a free cooler with your purchase and our promo code LOCKED ON. It's while supplies last. It'll only probably be for another week or so. Uh, we will let you know when that offer closes up, but I uh, can't pass up on that, especially uh, when we're giving you a great deal on all of these amazing flavors. Uh, to help you fuel your workouts, uh, come and join me as we walk through this fitness journey together. Uh, and I'm going to be doing it with Built Bar. All right, Marcus. Let's talk about finally stash or cash. Who are we buying into? Who are we not? The first guy I want to talk about is Will Fuller, who's had a absolutely studly season. Um, he's he has not been thought of as a, a even a top 30 dynasty wide receiver because of his injury history but he's currently on pace for uh nearly 1300 receiving yards 12 touchdowns on the season um absolutely exploded exploded against the detroit lions for 171 yards two touchdowns he's been very consistent mm-hmm. um you know he's had a a few outings where you know he he might have hurt you a little bit 38 yards 35 yards um, but in most of these games where he's had uh, maybe some some less yardage than you would like, he's balanced it out with a touchdown. Uh, I think he's indisputably the wide receiver one for the Houston Texans. Are you buying it?
1: Absolutely. I'm buying in because I I believe in the talent. I believe in Will Fuller as a first round pick, you know, ways back when he was at Notre Dame. We knew what he could do down the field, we knew what he could do after the catch. He's in an offense that feeds him, you know, targets down the field. I know the injuries have been a problem before, but for the most part, when he's out, we know that he's out. There is the, the occasional game, I think against Baltimore in week two this year, where he got hurt early and got was a zero in your lineup. That doesn't happen all that often. Uh, he has the potential to have same, some monster games, uh, five games this year already of 100 yards uh, and a touchdown. Uh, and then we saw you know, the 171 and two on Thanksgiving. I'm all in on, uh, on Will Fuller. I still think he's a, a buy right now.
0: All right, I'm sticking with the same offense. I'm looking at Brandon Cooks, who uh, hasn't necessarily had that ceiling uh, that we've seen with Will Fuller, though he did have one game uh, of 100 receiving yards, uh, 160 yards and a touchdown back in Week 5. Um, he's, he's just been a very level uh, and consistent player. He's been getting a consistent target share um, over the last uh, four weeks. He's had three performances above 80 receiving yards, that's fantastic. Uh, again, everybody's had these, these concerns, I think, mainly stemming from his concussion uh, history that, that kept him out for a while in the 2020 season. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm sorry, the 2019 season. Is this a guy that you would like to, to cash in on, maybe get a second-round pick back uh, before he starts to lose value again? Or do you think that uh, he could be the real deal with the Houston Texans?
1: yeah i'm probably stashing here because what we've seen over Brandon Cook's career is he's pretty consistent he's when he's relatively healthy he's 1100 yards and somewhere between you know 6 and 9 touchdowns and <clears throat> what we've seen since Bill O'Brien's got fired was that same exact receiver in the last seven games that he's played all without bill o'brien 581 yards and three touchdowns Uh, that's a pace of over 1300 yards he's probably not gonna do that the rest of the year but again 1100 yards seven touchdowns at age 27 i'm probably holding on to him rather than trying to stash him in for a pick because at the very very worst he's a really solid wide receiver three attached to a really good quarterback
0: Yeah, I I think that uh, I'm buying into the just Texans offense as a whole without Bill O'Brien. They've been uh, solid, productive, more explosive than we've seen uh, to start the season. Last but not least, Latavius Murray Hmm. uh, came out of left field, uh, averaged 6.5 yards per attempt yesterday on 19 carries, finished the day with 124 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Um, Super interesting because this has been a a player that uh, hasn't been getting a a ton of volume, but I I think his volume has been a little underrated this season. He has been getting touches, um, but he was very productive. When we saw Alvin Kamara, um, he didn't do much.
1: Mm -mm. Um, I don't know. This one's tricky because he is on pace for about 1,000 yards this year and six or seven. Is that not
0: the... Is that not the quietest thousand – potential thousand yards in league history?
1: How old do you think Latavius Murray is without looking?
0: Ooh, um, 29, 28.
1: Yeah, see, he's not as young as you would think. He'll actually turn 31 in January.
0: Stop it. Uh,
1: Yeah, so, I mean – he probably's fine to get you through some of these these weeks, you know. Maybe even to the playoffs if you, you're really struggling as an RB two. But I I don't know. I feel like that's a role that could get replaced pretty e- easy in New Orleans.
0: Absolutely, and you know what? He might be a good guy to try to sell off to your, uh, you know, the Alvin Kamara manager as uh, you know, just a, yes, an insurance yes. policy um, that you know they might be willing to pay up with a, a second or a third. Uh, to just, you know, get that get A third that probably feels like
1: right. Like I could certainly see a team that's like in the playoff contention or they just are so decimated at running back. They need somebody that's competent. Maybe they, they get a little panicky and trade away a third-round pick. I, I could certainly see that.
0: Absolutely. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for today's show. This is Locked on Dynasty Football. I am your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. Uh, and I am joined, of course, by Marcus Mosier. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, M-O-S-H-E-R. And uh, we will plan to see you guys uh, on Thursday. We've got uh, Ryan and Matt coming up for the next couple of days uh, to help give you the best Dynasty advice. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty, um, And please be sure to subscribe. Leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. We'll see you then.